Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. There's a time and a place for black and white. Like when you're learning to play piano. Or when you want a big two-toned cookie. Or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white. So go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing. From banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the long arm of the Lord. Got miles to go before we sleep. Lawman is putting into my running and I'm so far from my We will not go gently. Uh, we're going to unleash hell here in December. Oh, mama, I can hear you crying. You're so scared and all alone. Hey, somebody fix this guy's buckle. I ain't going to play football. coming down from the gallows and I don't have very long. <laughs> Purple Raptors 
So I'm I'm excited in a, in a lot of, in a lot of ways. Great, oh, great! This is just the best time here for football. Only a couple uh, games left in the regular season, and 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 uh, all the real important games are, are coming up. So I am psyched. What about you, Sable? I didn't want to tell you two guys. Um, sorry, I'm throwing this at you right now. I got a new job, and I'm going to be leaving for San Diego. I'm going to be a security guard at the oh, stadium no. there so oh, I can no. watch the cheerleaders. <laughs> oh, I, I could even awful. be the head of the uh, security there and everything. <laughs> I mean, I can look at the cheerleaders from there, and no one will watch anything I do. I mean, how many people? 100,000 people? And I can watch the cheerleaders and do anything I want to myself while I'm watching the game. <laughs> Yeah, so, of course. Someone got fired and I'm taking their place. Of course, they was referencing uh, uh, not 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 the greatest thing that's come out of an NFL stadium ever. Um, what was with the Chargers security staff um, all over TMZ and everything like that? Not not the greatest thing, and maybe it's a, it's a sign that there just shouldn't be football in San Diego right now, which it really <laughs> doesn't look like it will be moving that forward. Be the end of it. Right. That, that might just be the, the nail in the coffin. Um, yeah, so I will so. say that that might have been the most exciting thing to happen in San Diego football this season, though. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> At least for that more, guy it was. More scoring happened that time this all season. Maybe he was looking at <laughs> Philip Rivers. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> all right. Well, he definitely wasn't looking at the game because that stuff wasn't exciting. But all right, guys, so quick rundown of what we're going to bring to you guys this week on today's show. We're going to talk, uh, of course, about the Terry Bradshaw comments just came out. We're going to uh, give you a rundown of last week's games, how the playoff picture is looking up, and, of course, talk about the most exciting games from this or this coming week. And anytime you guys would like to call in and talk football, talk Steelers, talk playoffs, talk anything football-related, do so at any time. The number is 347-850-8581. I'll give that out a couple more times during the show. So to start out with, we usually start out with last week's games, but the probably the most interesting thing that's come out in the past couple of days is, and this really just came out a couple of hours ago, was the comment Terry Bradshaw made on ESPN with Chris Carter and his other guys talking about his thoughts on Coach Mike Tomlin, and in short, Bradshaw's comments were saying that he didn't really view Tomlin as a great coach or even a good coach. When he thinks of great coaches in the NFL, he does not think about Mike Tomlin at all. He said that he thinks Mike Tomlin is a great cheerleader, but not a good coach. He put Bill Cower in the category of great coaches, and he did a good job taking over for um, Noel and everything, but that he, again, he just was not a big fan of Mike Tomlin. So want to get your guys' thoughts on that, Fred and Sabo. Want to get any listeners' thoughts on that. Again, number 347-850-8581. Toss to you, Fred. Agree, disagree. Is this just Bradshaw kind of doing what retired players do sometimes and stir up things that, you know, just to get people talking and listening? And tune in, or do you agree with him? 
Oh, yeah, Matt. Well, the, the first thing I'll say, I looked when I heard your comments and where it came from, and it's on a show called Speak for Yourself with Colin Cowherd and Jason Oh, uh, Coward. I thought it was Jason uh, Coward. All right. So, good so that, that, that tells me a lot right there because those guys are sensationalism. You know, sensationalism is its worst. They say to get a reaction. And how Bradshaw got got himself on that show, uh, I don't know. Because I kind of respect what Bradshaw does on, on Fox Sports. I think he does a good job with or what he has to do on that show uh, to get the people ready. He's more en- entertaining to get to, and, and shows it to the guys for analysis. But So he's on this show with these two yahoos. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. Do you remember way back, uh, I'm sure they remember way back, Steelers are playing the Cowboys, Super Bowl 13, 1978. Thomas Henderson is picking on Bradshaw for not being that smart, and he says, I don't think he could spell cat if I spotted him the C and the A. Uh, well, I think the T that's missing is Tomlin, because I don't think Bradshaw can recognize a, a, a good coach when he sees one. I, I couldn't disagree more. I mean, uh when they talked about here, you know, Bradshaw said that he knew he he thought Cowher was a good coach, and he knew he was a defensive coach at, at Kansas City. He goes, I didn't know who Tomlin was. Well, just because he didn't know who he was, he admitted I didn't really know anything about him. But just because you know who he was, didn't know who he was, doesn't mean he's not a good coach. I mean, I I, I looked at Mike Tomlin a six thirty nine winning percentage. I know people say he won with Cowboys players. 639, 100 wins in 10 years, 158 and 101. How is that not? Other people say, might quickly I'll point out, that he took over a team that was, you know, a Super Bowl winning team. Well, they were a year removed from that. But I point to two other coaches as examples. Mike Parks took over the Rams the year after they won the Super Bowl. Mike March didn't win another Super Bowl. Mike March wasn't in the league as head coach for that long. He got there and they lost. Another one is Mike Caldwell, who took over the Colts uh, two years removed from when they won the Super Bowl with Tony Dundee. They didn't win the Super Bowl with Caldwell either. So there's, it's just assumed that since Tomlin took over a good team, that's why they won the Super Bowl. Other guys have taken over just as good teams and not gotten there. I don't know what he's supposed to do. Uh, I'll, I'll probably come back and I'll, I'll, I'll go. Uh, I think one of the smartest things he did when he got there, Dick LeBeau was the corner and they wanted to keep him. And as a new coach, first time head coach, a lot of times you want to get your guys in. You want to pick your staff. He was wise enough to say, hey, this guy's a good coach. He knows what he's doing. He got players he likes. Let's leave him in there. So then when it got to those guys were getting old, they tried to extend them and keep them and try to keep that run going. Long, a little bit longer than they should have, taking a while to, to get it to turn around. And I don't think anybody would uh, disagree that with the players they've added on defense this year, they are quickly on the rise as a defensive defensive team because they were picking on him that, you know, the defense hasn't been good. He, he oversaw a team that could win a Super Bowl and took them there and won and then went to the rebuild, although for him a rebuild, they never had a losing season. And now they're on the rise again, and uh, the only thing really preventing them from being a favorite for the Super Bowl really is injuries. So I don't know what's up with Terry, how they wrote them in, but 
Terry, you you know, you lost as many brain cells as it did hair cells there. So I don't know. What what do you think, Stable? Don't talk anything about hair to me. Um, (laughs) here's, Here's what happened. When Tomlin got the job, the Roonies told Tomlin that he asked to keep Laveau as defensive coordinator and he asked to keep the 3-4. I don't know what Terry Bradshaw's problem is. Tomlin is a very good coach. At worst right now, if you're going with the top coaches in the NFL, okay, Belichick one, Harbaugh two, and then for three it's between Tomlin and Pete Carroll. And I'm probably going to go with Tomlin because he never did what Pete Carroll did and at the one-yard line throw a pass. Okay, so I'm, I'm at Tomlin at three. I know – here's one thing. Mike Tomlin is a better coach than Terry Bradshaw is as a person. Okay, Terry Bradshaw and Franco have both been hit too many times in the head and everything like this. Terry Bradshaw does not show up at old man Rooney's funeral and at Chuck Knoll's funeral. He's in town. He's playing at the Meadows doing a one-man show, which is in Washington, PA, like 45 to 50 minutes from, and he never shows up at Chuck Knoll. I know they, he says, oh, I don't like me and Noel didn't get along. He was your boss. You don't show up at any. You don't show up at the owner, and now you're taking a shot at Mike Tomlin, saying, "Well, maybe Cower is a better coach, and he took some of his players and everything." But Tomlin has him coming around now, you know, playing these, drafting these rookies and everything. Did Bradshaw try to shock us? Well, he did shock us. He shocked us enough to say, "What the hell are you talking about?" and everything. Think before you say anything. Maybe I don't do it, but I don't get paid all the money like he does and everything. He he acts like a buffoon because that's his stick. Well, he is, and he proved it right now and everything. And if I'm picking a better quarterback, I'm picking Ben over him as the best Steeler quarterback of all time and everything. I know Ben's had some problems being immature and everything, but Terry Bradshaw is an adult He's done th- these things. He's done them like Ben. The way he's acted, the Chuck Noll still crying about the Noll never patted me on the back and everything. Now he turns and says, "I don't know Tomlin that well." He, you know, don't even. We don't even want you to come into Pittsburgh anymore. That's why I feel. I'm. I'm sorry. My blood pressure went down. <laughs> no, no worries. And- It'll be it'll be interesting to see in the upcoming days and and weeks as more and more people hear about this. Of course, what their reactions will be. I'm sure there'll be discussions on behind the silk curtain and elsewhere about from Steelers fans and just NFL fans in general. What their thoughts on? Do they agree with him? Even if they agree with him, is this okay as someone who is you know an iconic figure in this organization to go after the head coach right now and? You know, as they're making their playoff run and they're getting things, you know, is this – I agree with you, Sabo, that it, it probably was not the most professional thing to do. And it, it's odd to go after someone in, you know, your organization like that. Because 
we kind of agree that, you know, retired Steelers, are, they're, they're still Steelers. They're, you know, Steelers for life, black and gold for life. So Terry Bradshaw is still, a, you know, a Pittsburgh Steeler in a lot of our minds. So to go after Tomlin was just randomly, too, was a, a bit odd to me, to say the least. But it it, it also could depend a lot. Because right now there's, there's not that much to this. Like Fred and like you both said, his record kind of speaks for itself. He does not have a losing – he has never had a losing season in 10 years as a head coach. He took That's over, what, halfway through halfway through 2006, so 10 years. These aren't Cowers guys that he still has. You know, this isn't Cowers' team. This is now Tomlin's team. This is Tomlin, Colbert. Why everything we have here except for Ben? And is it really – is it just Ben and maybe Greg Warren or someone from from <laughs> – <laughs> from uh, Cowboys team, this is—it's basically all Tomlin's team right now, all drafted, all free agents, all. I mean, so I, it, it doesn't make that much sense to me how people can say that still Tomlin's success is just from Cower. I mean, he, he took them to two Super Bowls; they won one. They're trying to get to another one, and I—I I think we all can say we think they would have gotten there last year if not for injured injuries, but. We'll see what happens. If they end up getting blown out, or something happens and they get blown out at home on national TV on Christmas against the Ravens, then I can almost promise you this, what Bradshaw said, is going to get a lot more legs than it has right now. People can start saying, you know, maybe it is. I mean, he, he sometimes they drop games to lesser teams, and he, he can't win that game at home that they need him to do. So, It'll it'll be interesting to see. I, I hope, and I know all of us hope, Tomlin just goes out there, coaches a great game, they blow out the Ravens, they go on, they win the Super Bowl, and he do that with Coward's team too, or is he a two-time <laughs> Super Bowl winning head coach that is not even a good coach? Is he just a two-time Super Bowl winning cheerleader in your mind, Terry Bradshaw? So that you know, it's. It probably wouldn't be the first thing that came back to bite Bradshaw in the butt and make him look dumb, but you know we'll see we'll see what happens and how this one plays out. Anything else you'll have to add with this one, or should we move on and get to the recap? Yeah, of just games? maybe one one quick little comment. Uh, Sable, who was who was that guy that played for the Browns that uh, dropped Terry on his head? Um, Turkey Jones. Turkey Jones. Well, maybe you know how they have the, the they have the spotters now in the games to watch their concussions. Maybe they should have spotters in these studios because I think they would be stopping <laughs> Terry to put him in the concussion protocol. Come on, cheerleaders. The Steelers don't have cheerleaders. Uh, I don't know. I think I think uh, Terry should be in concussion protocol for the next <laughs> next couple weeks here. That would that would be you just see like a, a doctor, an independent neurologist come on and walk Bradshaw off, and we hear he's questionable to return. That would just, oh, that would just be hilarious. You might be on to something there, man. If we can't get full-time refs, we should at least be able to get independent neurologists for the for the hosts. As long as we don't get one from this show. The reason Tomlin is good, you have a franchise quarterback, quarterback in Ben. No that doubt. makes all the difference in the world. Um, Noel had Bradshaw. And now Bradshaw turns on him and everything like this. 
Cowler never had uh, close as he had Neil O'Donnell or Cordell Stewart. And I want to do. I know Joe Green listens to our show a lot. I want him to call in at three four seven eight five zero eight five eight one. Now, no, Mister Green, I'm going to call Mean Joe because he's not mean anymore. I, I want him to call in because he's played. He's been around Noel. He's been around Cower, and he's been around early years with Tomlin and everything. And I want him to say what he thinks of Tomlin and everything. So, Mr. Green, if you're listening, and I know you are, <laughs> you like Fred and you like Matt, too. Me and you aren't too good since I offered you that Coke and everything like that at, at um, <laughs> Latrobe. And, and, uh, you know, I am a big jerk. But call in at 347-850-8581, or I want anyone to call in and everything and, and bring up about this. And if, if Because... I think Tom was a good coach. I I say he's the third best coach right now. Interesting, and it'll. It, I I don't think this is the last we'll hear this at all. Whether it's you know this coming back to bite Bradshaw on the butt, or whether if the Steelers somehow lose this game, knock on wood, this gets more legs and people start talking more about it. But I can almost promise you that the Steelers players, former Steelers and current Steelers players, are going to be asked by someone in the media, maybe Ben on his talk show, or maybe, like you said, me and Joe will, will be asked about this sometime. And I, I I can just almost guarantee you that this thing will not just disappear. Freddie, you know, look up the zip code, or not zip code, the um, area code for Dallas. Because, Matt, when Joe Green calls in, you're going to get his... <laughs> Area code coming. He's, he's around Dallas somewhere. So as soon as he gets calls in, you go live to him as soon as you can. I don't care if I'm in the middle. You go right that to Joe. A, that is I mean, a, okay. Some, okay, man. There's, there's three. Which we'll think Because Dallas is big. So Dallas uh, has three area codes. So if you see 214, 469, or 972, <laughs> that's probably Mr. Greed. So we'll, yeah, he, we'll get him right uh, in. All right. Probably I, will definitely, three. Uh, <laughs> I, will definitely I know he's going to go. All right. Even all right, so Terry, moving on. It's Nate. <laughs> I, Joe, moving on. Tell, tell Terry to call in. 347 <laughs> Anyone can call in. Get, Peace. If we get Joe or Terry calling in, our numbers are going to jump like crazy. All right. So, if anyone, again, uh, oh, we're going to move on here. <laughs> We're going to move on here, but if anyone, of course, uh, wants to talk more about this after we have moved on, just call in, let us know, and we'll revisit this anytime during the show. But let's move on like we normally do. We normally start out with a quick recap of last week's games. There's only a few that I really want to, uh, that we're really going to talk about. The rest we're just going to kind of run through just in case you missed it. And if any of you guys want to talk about any of them, or even if they're not the ones that we spend much time on, just feel free to let us know. So let's start out, though, with, of course, the game of the week for us, at least Steelers versus the Bengals. Steelers going into Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Steelers out of victorious this one, winning 24-20. to It was really a tale of two halves 
if there ever was one. Um, it was it was doom and gloom in the first half, really starting out with the first series when Stefan Tua went down attempting to sack Andy Dalton. He ended up twisting his knee and his ankle, and then was out for the rest of the game. And that just really was a blow to the whole team. You, you could see the run defense wasn't there, and that just got the whole team on their heels. They made some adjustments at halftime. Then coming back, the Steelers allowed 34 yards in the second half. An entire half, 34 yards. That's, I mean, that's just a couple first downs right there. But they held the Bengals team to 34 yards in the second half. They really rode Chris Boswell's leg on this victory. He had six field goals, 49 yarders in there too. It, it was just tremendous. So thoughts on this one, guys? What do you think? Is I, I know. I texted Fred during this game after two went down, maybe around the uh, some two minutes left in the half, something like this, just just saying, you know, this one's this one's over. I normally don't call games in the first half. I don't think I've ever called a game in the first half, but this just looked like the Eagles Dolphins game to me. Just looked like this team wasn't ready. But credit to Tomlin again. Credit to. Tomlin, who we've been talking about a lot, they, they made some great second half adjustments. This team just buckled down. They focused. They didn't, you know, lose their emotions, and they got out of there with a win. So thoughts on this one, Fred? I know you watched this game. What did you think of it, man? Yeah, I was I wasn't gonna uh, call you out, Matt, but since you since you you uh, you said it yourself, yeah, Matt did text me and. Uh, you know, something to the effect of, uh, this one's done. Uh, and I said, hold on. He goes, we're not going to win without two. Um, he said, you can't win without two. And I said, well, they can. And he said, well, it's a lot tougher. And then when I think it was after Jeremy Hill ran in to get, you know, 17 to, to six or whatever it was, 17 to three, I think. And uh, he said, yeah, this, this one's done. I, I don't need to call it, but it's done. Uh, always, you always have the second half. And, um, I didn't catch it, but I watched on the replay you know, what they what the sideline reporter talked to Tomlin, uh, you know, going into talk him going into the half, and he just said, "We just we just got to stop beating ourselves. They're not doing anything." So I think they made some minor adjustments. Uh, one of our our film room guys, Mike Freer, did a good job of some of the what he noticed in the run defense is that the the linebackers instead of both early in in the first half, all times. Shazier and Timmons were shooting the gaps in the second half. They were more read and react, and they were, you know, uh, making the plays that way. But I do agree with what Tom was said. That somebody was just just stop beating yourself. Uh, so I think it was a combination, a few adjustments here and there, but you know, just stop this. And we we won despite if you guys, I'm sure you guys saw two face mask penalties in the end zone on, on, on receivers going for the ball, not called. Blatant. Antonio Brown yanked by the face mask. He pointed to, to the guy that didn't call it and then one on Sammy Coates. But, um, yeah, nervous. But I thought, yeah, slow start. Here we go. We're going to lose. And I don't know how many people are going to invoke that it was the curse of a terrible towel because as soon as Jeremy Hill did that, that was just about the end of it. I, I want to say really – um, great play in the secondary. Artie had one mistake in the first half, and they got that pass interference uh, and set the Bengals up on the one. But after that, he played fantastic. Even the the last 
drive that the Bengals had. I saw, I was reading where he talked about it. He did just read, study and film. It was third and long, and uh, he was ready. Uh, I don't know who the receiver was, but it was LaFell. Tried to sell a deep route and then do a comeback. Artie was ready for it. Had a chance. I thought he had a chance of maybe it was a tough play, but he broke up the pass, so maybe he get an interception. I'd like to see a pick there. He said, yeah, we study on third and long. They like to run comeback. So, again, this they're – the young guys uh, already just keep playing better every week. What a difference. Cockle on the other side broke up a, a third down pass. They're, the secondary to me is that they're playing together. They're, they're communicating. They, and that's what one thing that early in the season, of course, the guys are new with Artie and them. But also, Davis was in a slot. Then they moved him out. They have Gay in there. They had Golden in for a little bit. The same guys have been playing. So you get familiar with each other and communicating with each other. I think that that showed up a, a lot. They're just there. Are, there are less holes because the guys know where they're supposed to be. Uh, not surprised that they they uh, did that in the second half. Once they stopped getting penalties, once they stopped making the mistakes, and of course a, a little bit is the Bengals are going to bungle like they, like they always do, so that you, you can't discount that factor in there as well. Uh, just great, you know, unfortunate with Tua, of course, unfortunate that the Ladera screen and making that big third down catch on the last drive uh, got the concussion. Uh, so he hasn't officially been ruled out, but I, I would doubt it this week. But just, just coming through, and I, you know, I go over to Cincy Jungle once in a while, and I was honestly shocked because those guys are the most delusional fan base you will ever see. And they usually blame the officials or blame us. There was none of that. They, they just basically conceded that their team, their team stinks, which I was actually surprised. But, no, great. I mean, just as much as you want to see the Steelers come out and dominate, I think getting a game like this and winning it almost is better that they showed on the road, in adversity, not playing well, and able to come back and win in the fourth quarter and make plays. I think that actually goes further towards building a team than if they went into Cincinnati and won like, you know, 27 at three or something. Uh, it's just, it, it gets a crime knowing that we can do it. We can overcome anything. So just love seeing the Bengals lose. And they, it tells you something when teams, when a team makes a plays when they have to. And that, that touchdown, that route by Eli Rogers is beautiful. They showed they showed down the replay, covered two, come down, sold it like he's going to the corner and fake back towards the middle and then hit him. They're just they're doing all the right things when they have that. That just that gives me more confidence in them. What do you think, Sable? Yeah, covered two, that's how you beat it. Rogers going down the middle. I called this the tale of two cities. Oh no, tale of two halves. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> uh, the Bungles, forget about calling them Bungles. They're the knuckleheads. <laughs> Just, you know, I think the second half changed when they were running up the middle a little bit. And McCullers, I think, started playing a little bit less snaps. And then they started getting a little bit better. They were running right up the middle against him and everything. All the credit. The key was Bosworth. He he was the player of the game. He has to be. He hit six field goals, three forty-nine yards, 
and he makes a bend tackle on the kickoff. It might have been the play of the game and everything like that. Um, the terrible towel was disrespected by Hill. Right after that, they went down the drain. I apologize to Artie Burns. He's playing nice. He was a good pick. He's, he's you know, he's knocking the ball down. End zone. Our linebackers now, just like you said, they were coming up, shooting the gaps first, and now they're laying back a little bit. They had to because whatever McCullers was doing. But Shazier, <laughs> the, the young Timmons, Timmons is back. Harrison hit the fountain of youth again. Dupree, you know, my dad told, told me one thing. He goes, speed kills. And now the Steelers have the speed and everything like that. Um, the, a bad thing I got out of this, I think Ladarius Green might have played his last game. If he got a concussion again, I'm really worried about him playing ever again and everything because to have that concussion, that's like Sydney concussions. I mean, you didn't play almost the whole year. You got back in. You, I had a concussion. I didn't have a concussion. It was my knee, but whatever, ankle. Whatever happened on my – I just hope he comes back and able to play. I, I don't think he'll play the rest of the year. I mean, if you got a concussion, it looked like he had a concussion even before he had a concussion. He got hit before he was out of the game and everything, and he looked wobbly and everything. So that's about it on that. That's uh, – I would be very – I, I understand the concerns for sure, but – I, I'd, I'd be surprised if he is not back. Whether it's None of that coming through to my phone just messed up again. I saw you message me, Fred. Oh, okay. Um, all right, what, was the, what was the last thing you heard? Sometimes my phone does this. Oh, something about being surprised if that Ladarius Green. Right, um... right. Right, I apologize for that. Um, but essentially I was saying I would be surprised if Green does not come back. This is the guy who had, he had a concussion last year on the Chargers on a Wednesday in practice. He got a concussion in Wednesday, was able to recover and still play that Sunday. Then he got a concussion in that game, was out for a week, and then he was back. And those were his two concussions, and that was it. He, he was fine after that, and all these reports about migraines and everything came out. But we don't know if they're confer- confirmed or not. We, I mean, we just don't really have much on that, so anything else is really speculation. So for me, I, I expect Green to be back. I don't because I expect the Steelers to win this game. I don't expect him to play in the Browns game. Uh, I, I'm hoping they will be able to just rest a lot of starters and probably still win that game easily anyways, knock on wood, of course, and then have him right back there for the playoffs, along with Tua as well. That's that's my hope. I, I think we can all hope that for sure. And it, it, if something does worried, happen... and worried about yeah, his concussion. And I, I understand that. Of course, and um, 
because there are just a lot of variables with him that we do not know moving forward. There, there's a lot of reports out there, um, and, and they could be right, but we just don't know right now. Anything else on this Bengals game, or are you all ready to just move on? Uh, I, remember what I said on to Cincinnati, I'll say on from Cincinnati. We're on, we're on, we're on to high school, so <laughs> I'm done with the Bengals. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. We're done for them this year. We will not have to see them. There's no, no playoff, no routine, wild card, Bengals lost this year. They're done. We're out. We're done with them until next year. So, flying through these next couple games, we've got the Seahawks over the Rams, 24-3. to No surprise. Jets over uh, – Dolphins over the Jets, 34-13. to This was a game that Matt Moore started for the Dolphins. And now it seems, at least media-wise, there are a lot of people enamored with Matt Moore, saying that he's, he's one of the top backups in the league, apparently. But we got to keep in mind, he's playing the Jets. And he threw 18 passes in the game. So let's let's talk a little more when he plays a better team and he has, you know, at least 20 attempts at passes. Because that it, I mean, good for the Dolphins to keep their playoff hopes alive. They beat a bad team, but let's calm down on the Matt Moore hype a little bit. Because I'm hearing a lot of Matt Moore hype from Dolphins friends that are fans and from the media. So. Moving right along, Bills over the Browns, 33-13. to No surprise. Game we were all watching very closely is the Ravens versus the Eagles. The Ravens won this one narrowly, 27-26. The Ravens ended up with 150 yards rushing this game. That's big for them because this is a team that was saying if they're going to win out, which they need to, to make the playoffs, they need to win out. They have to recommit to the run game. And I mean, there were times when there were games when Flacco had like something like 50 attempts. I believe Flacco is second in the NFL for attempts as far as throwing the ball. That's it's just ridiculous. So that's big for them to go get 150 yards rushing against an Eagles defense and Justin Tucker. I mean, there's I, I said it when he was signed that I was really bummed that he was signed because he is just a weapon. I'm tired of seeing him kick. But he is now tied. He's one of two kickers to ever make 10 plus or 10, uh, to make 10 50 plus field goals, 50 plus yard. yard field goals. Man, I can't say that right. He's one of two kickers to ever make 10 50 plus yard field goals in a season. Do you all know who the other one was? He was oh. cut and fired, I believe, this season. This season? Uh, Jordan uh-huh. Blanda. <laughs> Blair Walsh. <laughs> Blair Walsh is the only, no, only other kicker to do that. So, hopefully Tucker doesn't get that record this week, and wow. he can save that on for another one. But this guy is, I mean, he's tremendous. And we'll I mean, we'll talk a little more about the Ravens when we get to the matchup against us that we're going to discuss. But it, it was an interesting game. It, it came down to a failed two-point conversion for the Eagles. They went for two. I mean, what do they really have to lose at that point? Didn't get it. Ravens win. Any thoughts on this one, or are you all ready to fly on through the rest of these? Uh, just a, a brief thought on, on the, the the end, like you said, about the two-point conversion. I heard different, especially Steeler fans, lamenting that, you know, why didn't they just go and take it into overtime? They could have beat them. The, the Ravens would be two games behind us. 
I don't know what's right or wrong. What's right or wrong is whatever works. Obviously, this didn't work, but I understand the the reasoning with Peterson, the coach of the Eagles, going for two, and that you're you're on the road, the Ravens. At that point, the Ravens, they're probably, you know, in, in better shape, a better team. And, as you mentioned, they have Justin Tucker, who is, by without a doubt, the best kicker in the game. So it's almost a given that the Ravens are going to at least get a field goal in overtime. Uh, you had the momentum. You came back from twenty from twenty seven to seventeen point you know ten points down, interception got down there score with four seconds. I th- I thought it was I don't disagree with the call. Um, the only other thing I'll say too about with the fans, wow you know geez we could have had to, aside from the fact that I always want to see the Ravens lose as far as the helping the Steelers situation. My point is if we play the Ravens at home next week, if we can't beat the Ravens at Heinz Field. We don't deserve the division. So <laughs> that's all I'll say about that. You you don't need somebody else to beat him for you as much as I like to see him lose. So I'd say, well, I don't know if you have any other thoughts on that game. Or... Uh, the two-point conversion, I think I might have ran the ball. That's the only <laughs> – I don't know, but that you know. Richard Sherman would have ran it. Yeah. Yeah, it it was it was interesting. I mean, it was kind of a a weakness on a strength there. Eagles offense versus Ravens defense. So I think they should have called I mean, Terry Bradshaw and asked him what he would have done because <laughs> he called his own plays. That's right. Going live to, to the studio, Terry. What do you think we should do? Well. <laughs> Maybe they could have used walkie-talkies. They would have got fined, but for that to win. <laughs> That's a draft pick on that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, all right. So, moving along, we've got the – we just talked Ravens, Eagles. Colts over the Vikings, 34-6. to Team was just very sporadic. They they look dangerous when they can protect luck, and when they can't, it's – they look like a sub-500 team. They, but, I mean – we're what are we in week fifteen, week sixteen now, and I still haven't figured out the Colts. It's it'll it's interesting moving forward. Game I do want to talk a little bit about Titans versus the Chiefs. Titans with the upset went take this one nineteen to seventeen. Really the story of the game is suck ups fifty three yard field goal to win the game in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter qu- quarter, jeez. I am just tongue tied right now. So the reason this thing is such a big story is that he kicked the field goal the first time and missed it, but Andy Reid, head coach of the Chiefs, iced him mm-hmm. so they get a do-over. Yeah. So then he goes and he gets a second attempt at it, and he kicks it again. And this is one-degree weather they're playing in. He kicks it again, and then he makes it. And in an interview after the game, Stuckham said that Andy Reid, you know, trying to ice him, it really just let him know that, I don't have the leg strength for this one. I just need to abandon all technique and just hit it hard. So it was just really interesting. And what I was wondering is, I don't know if this has ever been done before. I don't know if there's a rule against it. But if you're in that kind of situation, like if you're the Steelers and you've got to make a a 52-yard field goal to win the game, and you're Mike Totwin, would you ice your own kicker? Would you let Boswell have a free crack at it, call timeout, 
that it can gauge, you know, the wind, how hard it can kick it, and then kind of figure it out like that. I mean, I I, I never really understood icing anyways. I get it worked out for Cower in the playoffs that one time. But it it was it's just pretty interesting. I, I would definitely want to get you guys' thoughts on the game and on that. Start with you, Fred. Yeah, um, well, just to go with icing your own kicker, I do believe a few years ago Jason Garrett of the Cowboys did that. <laughs> Accidentally, I don't know if you recall, he did that. He called the timeout and iced his own kicker. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's been done. Uh, so uh, I, I think uh, I think what, what Tom will say when asked when he's asked about analytics, he was like, I go with the situation. So I think in certain situations it's right. And there would it be in so cold, I would agree that it's not the time. You you give him a chance to kind of warm up, and you like you said, give him a chance to kind of gauge the conditions. If you recall, er, earlier this year, the Steelers played the Chiefs on Sunday night, and it was raining. And Tomlin called the timeout, but what that did was allow for just 30 to 45 more seconds of rain to get on the field and on the ball, and he did miss it. So I think it depends on the situation. I think when you take those factors into account, I think there is a time for it. But that, that wasn't so much icing the kicker as Tomlin was soaking the field, if you will. So I, I, I think it depends. Now, if they did it to Boswell, I think what Tomlin could do, like you said, ice your own, call him, and he could get an extra shot of HGH because you saw Boswell got randomly drug, drug tested after <laughs> field goals. Right. So maybe he could call timeout, get the extra shot of juice and uh and and make and make, <laughs> make the kick. But <laughs> by the way you, you mentioned uh Sable that um the three forty nine yard field goals but I, I heard this um this was through Steeler Depot. Um I'll give them credit because they, they pointed out Boswell other kickers have kicked six field goals in a game and six or six. Boswell is the only one that had five of them be from 40-plus yards. 40. So maybe that's why – yeah, 40-plus. So maybe that's why they, they did the drug test. But, yeah, I think the icing the kicker, this, it's all situational. Uh, it depends. It, I, if I recall correctly, the opening Sunday night game of the year, Cardinals and Patriots, the Patriots did do it. They called a timeout, and the kicker hit the first one, and it went – and it came across, he was kicking from the left hash, and it drifted towards the right, and, and it just snuck in. Of course, that's, that one didn't count. On the next kick, he must have adjusted, and he hooked it. So I think it all depends. It's, it's just it's, you're, you're rolling the dice. I would think most times I wouldn't do it, but I think it's situational. <laughs> what about you, Sabo? Um, suck up, didn't he win? The special team player over yeah, he, Boswell. Yeah, yep. he shouldn't have, but that. Okay, I I think that was a travesty. Letting that happen and everything, but Freddie, I know you love this guy. Did Suck Up ever play for your uh, Cooter guy? Ever... <laughs> <laughs> they had. I don't they had the, play somewhere together and everything like this, but I I think Coward did I think Coward did ice a uh, kicker one time. That was Jeff Skippy Reed. But probably Jeff Reed didn't even know he did it. <laughs> like that, so 
the, the only way I could see them doing something, just like you said, is to try to gauge, you know, in in the uh, our stadium to see where the wind's whipping all over Heinz Field. I mean, I would you take a shot like that? Let's say he does hit it. Then all of a sudden, the next time he misses it because the wind <laughs> could change. I don't know if I right. do it to Boone. Uh, that's that's crazy, but that was a good game. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's just my mind. My mindset is, if you're if this is right on your range, you, and you have you know weather to deal with, zero degree or one degree weather, or it's snow or rain or it's windy. I mean, wouldn't it be good to get get a practice kick in there and you know gauge where you need to gauge, see the wind, see if you got the leg to do it, how you need to angle it. I mean. I, I don't know. I know if I'm if I'm taking a, a half court shot, I'd feel good if I get one warm up throw out there first, and it's a lot better than you know kicking into the net that's one yard in front of you. You get you get a freebie, you get a practice run. I, I yeah. don't know if I'm yeah, Chris Boswell, I'd be like call ice me. But I but 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 then again, like to, to play devil's advocate there, say you know you you do it and you hit it, and then like I said, it, it kind of drifts a little to the left or to the right, and then you correct it, but then the wind changes and it doesn't matter. I would just say line up and kick it. <laughs> just go. Yeah, pitch your player. I say just kick yeah. it. I, I would never ice your own kicker. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe I'm overthinking. It was just an interesting interesting yeah. uh, thought to me. <laughs> but this, I mean, I remember I was watching Red Zone on on. Uh, my phone at the same time watching the Steelers-Bengals game. And I thought this game was over before. We're going to move on right after. But Smith, Alex Smith, quarterback for the Chiefs, threw a pick in the red zone. That really, it really just changed this game. Let the Titans get back into it. The Chiefs had two um, possessions in, in the Titans' red zone and came away with zero points on this two. It was one was a turnover on downs, the other was the interception. And I mean, you just got to put teams away if, I mean, if you want to win. So, Titans are able to come out, and they are right back in the thick of the things. Chiefs go down from the number two seed to the number five seed. It, I mean, it's just going to be a wild finish to this year. I'm really excited <laughs> about the AFC playoff picture, for sure. But, all right, flying through these Saints over Cardinals, 48-41. to We've got the Cowboys over the Bucks, 26-20. to Panthers over the Skins, 26-15. to We've got the Patriots over the Broncos, 16-3. to Patriots, they're NFL record eighth straight division win. I know they've had it rough over there for many years. And they extend <laughs> their NFL record to seven consecutive playoff buys. I, I can't even say that with a straight face. Seven consecutive playoff buys? That's nuts. They haven't played in, in a wild card game in over seven years. I mean... My goodness, Von Miller had one hurry in this game. No sacks, one hurry, and the Broncos have one touchdown in their last ten quarters. It, this is just a very different Broncos-Patriots matchup than what we saw last year in the championship game. Broncos couldn't get any offense going. They couldn't get any pressure, and the Patriots O-line did a great job. They only had to score 16 points, and they won. It, it was just it was a different game than what I thought it was going to be. And I, 
I I don't know. I just don't like the Patriots, and I am jealous of their fans and the extreme bliss they have had for going on a decade now. It's it's just crazy. Um, any thoughts on that, or are you all ready to just keep going and get to our this week's games? Uh, we can keep going. I'll just say briefly, I don't really care who it's the Patriots one because it's not going to change. They're going to be the number one seed. And I and I, I'm I'm laughing at John Elway sinking down, yeah, sinking down there. So, um, but anyways, uh, Matt, uh, here we might have a caller. So let's let's see if we can get to that. Yep, yeah, we got we got Green. a caller. Not, hold on, Sam. Gonna get to this caller first, buddy. Nine one seven two one four. You are on the Black and Gold NFL recap. Who got on with us, and what would you like to talk about? Buddy? Hey guys. It's uh, Steve from Jersey City. Uh, just hey, wondering, Steve, how's it going, bud? Good, thank you. I'm uh, just really anxious about the game on on Sunday and w- wondering about your guys' thoughts about on the margin. You think the Steelers should uh, air it out, or should they stick with Bell in the running game? Interesting. Though. I'm I'm gonna let you take this one first, for us. Uh, yeah, I think um, if we go, I would lean towards uh, kind of what they did against the Bills. If you remember the game against the Bills, uh, they they came out passing the ball and then didn't get to running in the second half. And Tomlin talking about that said he thought that. I mean, they had intent to run, but by by showing the Bills that they're willing to throw it, kind of loosened them up a little bit. So I would I would do. A similar thing, especially knowing that the Ravens are tough to run against. They totally shut down our run the first time. We got the pass game going, albeit late, and some of that might have been there playing prevent. But it, but I would come out with that same mentality that uh, throwing the ball and maybe even some hurry up because uh, one of our other guys in, in the film, Nick, Nick Martin, point, pointed out when he saw the Patriots beat him that the Ravens' defense seems to be their discipline. They know where they're supposed to be. They're very sound. But they don't have a lot of great athletes. So if you can uh, get them with the Patriots are going, throwing the ball down the field, get them with one of the matchups, you, you can probably beat them that way. So that's what I that's what I would do. You still need to get Bell in there. You still need to get the run. Our line is playing better. But I would come out throwing first and then, and then, uh, then, then mix Bell in. What about you, Sable? Uh, they did that against Buffalo, just like you said, uh, throw early to set up the run. But now you're looking at their best cornerback is not going to play, Jimmy Smith. So maybe you start taking the shots with A.B. early. Uh, I know Bell, it's going to be a tough run against them with that nose tackle they have, Williams, in the middle. He, they're going to... Here's what they might do. They might put eight in a box and triple team AB and everything. Someone has to be open and everything. You have to go into this game. I know they they used to plot like ten plays that they're going to run no matter what and everything like that, and that's going to be the first ten plays. I don't know if I'd run against them because if they stop the run, I don't think they can stop the run that much against us. Bell's been averaging, what, like 191, 190 yards in the last, you know, five games and everything. 
That's passing and running and everything. I think I'd try. It all depends where we get the ball. If we get the ball, I don't think we're going to take the ball first, just like we did. I, I think we'll defer and take it in the second half. They've been seeming to do that a lot and everything. Would I rather? I'd rather take my shots with trying to get the ball to AB, but that's that might be all you have there is Brown and everything. If Bell splits out wide, maybe I'd go with D'Angelo Williams as the running back and split Bell out wide because now we're looking at Coates got a bad hamstring. He's going to be all you're going to have is Eli Rogers and Hamilton, uh, Demarcus Ayers might get a hat and everything like that. See if you split. Bell is your second best uh, receiver out there. We're not having Green now. You have. Jesse James is now going to be your tight end with Brown and Grimble. I mean, uh, Johnson and Grimble and everything like that. That doesn't put no fear in me, those <laughs> wide receivers, after you go with uh, A.B. and uh, Bell and everything like that. Would I rather go – I'd rather try to run the ball, start running the ball and try to wear them down, Those uh, that big Williams – He's fatter than Santa Claus. Maybe I ought to put just a red suit on him and everything like that. <laughs> nose tackle. He's a heck of a nose tackle and everything like that. Right. But maybe it's maybe we're ready for Pouncey. DeCastro hasn't played, I don't think, well enough to to make the Pro Bowl, but I guess you have to because he's probably your third best guard. I would have probably went with uh, Gilbert, but Gilbert doesn't play guards. So he had to go with Castro being up. The offensive line, let's make your money. Um, going away. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to agree with with Fred on this for sure. Not airing it out. I mean, no Jimmy Smith. And like David said, you can split Bell out wide, put Williams in the background in the backfield. So I, I say you air it out. They got the number two ranked rush defense. Their pass defense without Jimmy Smith is a completely different story. I understand why you're nervous, Steve, on the same exact way. Man, I think all of us are. We're, but at the same time, we're cautiously optimistic, at least I think here in this, on this podcast we are. So for us, I, I think we're all saying air it out. I think Steve was saying maybe trying to grind in the second half. But we we appreciate the call for sure. But anything else you want to add before we let you go, Steve? I, I, just based on what you guys said, it, it uh, sounds like that – Airing it out initially might be the way to go, and if that's the case, we're putting our the game in Ben's hands. And the question is, can he can he execute? And based on where he is in his career, um, you know, is, is it about him just focusing and him executing, or is it more of a question of whether whether or not he's on the decline in his career? I think. Uh, this season, it's been a it's been a mixed bag, and and um, if, if, if 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 the strategy dictates that we we throw early, I just hope that that he still has what it takes to be able to deliver. Right. Yeah, that's a real really good point and everything like that. But remember, Ben's the different quarterback um, at, home, at home in a way. At home, I think they can go to the no huddle. What do you think? If you go to the no huddle. You're putting the Ravens in a in a deep hole and everything. 
if the Steeler fans are, you know, rocking and rolling, and we got Freddie there all hooched up and everything, he'll be screaming at them and everything. <laughs> I think that I think that could be a difference and everything like that. But Ben is a franchise quarterback. We have an offensive line we paid a lot of money to and everything. Let's see what they can do. They're the best offense. They've been telling us they're the best offense. We're going to score 30 points. The only thing I hope is Haley doesn't get fancy or get stupid like he does when he comes out of my mouth. Third and one goes deep and everything like this. Let's just beat him. Third and one, get the first down. If you don't get the first down, then you can go at fourth and one or how close you are now. Just get the first down. Don't go for the big touchdown and everything like that because it hasn't been working when he goes deep on that third and one. Just drives me yeah. nuts. Hey, everything. hey, hey, say ball guys. You think that uh, Tomlin could call a timeout to ice Haley? You <laughs> 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 think he could do that? <laughs> I'd be an idea. Hey, Steve. Before before I let you go here, I'm uh I'm I know I'm just you nervous, man. I'm gonna give you something that might help a little bit because I again I'm feeling the same way, man. And I understand you're worried about Ben. He's had it ups and downs, but these Ravens team, this Ravens team. If you look at their stats on the road, they are as bad, if not worse. They're definitely much worse than the Steelers have been as of lately. On the road, since week six on the road, the Steelers, the Ravens are 0-4. They're allowing 27 points per game compared to 10 at home. They're averaging 423 yards allowed per game compared to 256 at home. And the opponent's third down percentage on the road, 43% compared to 27 at home. 53% in the red zone compared to 33. This This Ravens team is not good on the road. And that's why since week six, they have not won game on the road. They're coming into Heinz Field. There's going to be black screens, renegade, terrible towels all over the place, a hyped-up Steelers team that it wants to win, then wants that ring. Uh, I get your word, man, but this, this is this is the Steelers game, and I, I think we all can just kick back, and we're going to have a great game with the Steelers one here, bud. So, any last points, man, or I, I'm going to let you go, and I really appreciate, appreciate the call, bud. Hey. I ask you one question, or do you have a last last thing to say? Uh, no, I was just going to say from your from your lips to God's ears. <laughs> what do you think of Terry Bradshaw uh, talking about Tomlin not being that good of a coach? Did you hear the? No, I I I saw the I saw it in the um, online, but I, I didn't I didn't hear what he what did he say. Yeah, he was saying that uh, he didn't think Tomlin was a good coach and everything. He didn't know him well and everything. He thought Cower was a better coach uh, and everything like that. But he didn't know, you know, either one of them that well and everything. But I, I think Tomlin, I, yeah. I said he was the third best coach in the NFL right now. I'm not I, – I, I, I do hold Tomlin um, – Given the last several years, I'm, I'm holding him to a, to a high expectation now in terms mm-hmm. of the performance in the playoffs. But I, I watched uh, a football life a couple weeks ago with, with Chuck Noll, and it was funny how he uh, he was one of the few Steelers who who really criticized Chuck Noll and thought he wasn't a good coach. Yeah. 
and I guess as he was on the, when he was on the team, he he uh, he had a lot of conflict with 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 uh, the coach. But at the same time, some of the other, some of the other players didn't understand why that was the case because they felt that Chuck Knoll held every he was a disciplinarian. He held every player on that team to a very very high standard. But the one player that he always was more flexible with was Terry, just because of his personality or whatever it was. So it seemed like Noel gave Terry a break. Mm-hmm. Chuck Noel won four Super Bowls. Yet Bradshaw criticized Noel until the end of the the, the documentary. So mm-hmm. I I would say that my the credibility that I have for for uh, Bradshaw's judgment is is a little suspect, but I don't know. to say the least. Two out of three I, I, coaches we've had for. Um, the Steelers all these years since 70, 69, 70. Two out of three coaches, he doesn't he doesn't think too good. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah he knows something right, that Steve. I don't, and I don't think. Okay, thanks right, a lot. We, we, yeah, we appreciate the call, bud. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Steve. All right, that was Steve from, I believe, Jersey. did you say Jersey Shore, I believe? Jersey City. Jersey City. Jersey Jersey City. All right. So oh, what a night. We got, <laughs> all right, guys, got to fly through these next ones. Uh, I'm just going to read these ones off real quick. We've got where we leave off. Uh, talking about the Patriots, we've got Giants over Lions, 17-6. Packers over the Bears, 30-27. That Matt Barkley guy, I'm, I'm telling you, he's, he's making a name for himself. He is looking good. I wanted to talk more Barkley, but we don't have much time now. We got seconds of the Jags. Twenty. What's up? He's just like Matt Moore. (laughs) (laughs) He's. I'm telling you, he looks. This offense with him and Howard, this looks better than what Cutler was doing last year. And I'm, if I'm the Bears, I'm not sure. I I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do because he's playing well. He's playing a lot better than. I mean, a lot of backups. You know, there's, he's playing better than some starters right now, for sure. So, finishing out for the Niners, 41-13. Raiders over the Chargers, 19-16. Raiders clinched their playoff berth with this win. And Eagles over the Giants, which just happened, 24-19. And with that Giants loss, the Cowboys clinch the number one seed in the NFC picture. And the NFC playoffs. All right, guys, so... Moving right along, just a little bit of news to get to. Then we'll get to this week's game, starting out with the Steelers and the Ravens, and talk a little playoff pictures also. So, first off in the news, a lot of teams which aren't in the playoff picture right now are just kind of putting their injured guys on IR. So there's a lot of those coming out. One of the notable ones is Eagles running back Ryan Matthews. He is now out for the season. He's on IR. Julio Jones will be back for the Packers. A.J. Green will be back against the Texans. And speaking of that game, Tom Savage will make his first start, I believe it's his first start, um, for the Texans, uh, definitely first start this year, against the Cincy Bengals, taking over for Brock Osweiler. Long overdue in my mind as he was able to come in and get a win 
against the Jaguars. This is it's a gutsy call by Bill O'Brien, definitely trying to save his job there. Um, to bench that guy who you just paid hundred plus million dollars to, and now Tom Savage is in there, and he's keeping your playoff hopes alive. It, it was just interesting to hear the the fans and the Texans fans all cheer when Osweiler got benched. I mean, the the fans, the team, everyone's behind Tom Savage right now. Uh, any points on on Savage? Like, you guys know, ready? Yeah, yeah. What's the only up? thing I'll say, not, not necessarily about Savage. I don't know. I didn't know the guy, but you're right. This is it is will be his first start. Uh, just an, and I said this at the beginning of the year, but if anybody wants to get an idea of the Texans and what they're doing with Brock Osweiler, I'm sure everybody has it in their house. Go into the room in the house where you usually go if you're waking up and, and you, you get up in the middle of the light to use the facilities, and there's a little bowl there with a handle. And and push that handle down, and that sound is going to replicate what the Texans did with $72 million. That's, 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 all, that's, that's all I got. I just uh, have an outhouse. <laughs> well, that's about where Osweiler is now. Savage no doubt, was no back for Pitt. He played at Pitt and everything. I thought he was. He really made some money his senior year because he really played good and everything. And I, I think it was long due that they should have went to him. Yeah, he, he got a chance to make a lot more money now. It'll be, it'll be something I'm definitely going to tune in for. They play on, I want to say Saturday, I believe. Um, yeah, everybody plays. Everybody's playing Saturday except for the Steelers, and then uh, yeah, the rate, and then we've the night got, team is yeah. We've got Thursday night football on three different days. That's <laughs> it. That's just pretty wild. I mean, I don't understand it all. That's why I was texting Fred earlier. I was saying, "Oh no, Green won't be back. He's on. We're playing on a short week. We play Thursday night football." I didn't know it was on a Sunday. I didn't know that. It's a weird thing the NFL is doing with this. We got Thursday night football on Saturday, Thursday, and Sunday now. But Matt, did, that's good news. Did, did I need to check you for concussion protocol? Maybe. Oh, I told you with they need to get one uh, independent neurologist for all the hosts. That includes me, man. <laughs> all right. So last bit of news we've got: Larry Fitzgerald is still contemplating retirement. This coming out after Bruce Arians said he will definitely be back for the 2017 season and hopes that Fitz will be there with him. The Steelers news coming out to it, Stephon to it, and ends the week as questionable. He, of course, went out early in that Bengals game. Sam Coates and Ladarius Green both end the week as doubtful. Tua didn't practice all week. Green didn't practice all week. Coates apparently injured his hamstring yesterday and then was out for this um for today's practice. So looks like they're leaving the light on for Tuit pretty much say Coates and Green are gonna be a no go. I, I think the fact that Tuit didn't practice all week and they are still having as questionable just kinda of indicates how badly they want and need him out there in this game. He he is possibly their most important player on defense right now, especially with Cam Hayward out. So, moving right into the game, which we previewed a little bit already, so we won't spend a ton more time on, but Steelers and the Ravens. Ravens coming in to Heinz Field. Give me the first game we talked about. Definitely going to get our picks for this game. 
going to send it right along to you, Fred. Anything more to add on this one that you didn't already? And who are you taking, bud? Yeah, I just took, I, like you said, we did talk about it a little bit. Uh, I saw listed that we may have a, a Martian on the Steelers this week. Uh, <laughs> uh, Johnny Maxey was on a practice squad, went to Mars Hill. And uh, if, if Tua can't go, they, they may call him up. So if I saw that headline, we might have a Martian. Um, as you said, we need we need to it. And the fact that he didn't even practice, and they still giving him a chance. As Tom likes to say, leave the light on for a Motel Six. That shows how important he is. And the fact that you know he knows he knows the the play. So if he can, you know, doesn't necessarily need to practice. Um, one thing just to touch on when when uh, we had to call on Steve and, and Sable pointed out that even though. Ben's had an up and down year this year. They're playing at home. Ben this year at home has 17 touchdowns, three interceptions. He has the highest quarterback rating at home this year of any quarterback. So it's a huge difference. And uh, I think that will make They said he's, he's a uh, franchise quarterback. He is. I think they will ride him. I think they will come out throwing a little more. They're not going to go crazy, but I think more than – than they have. They're gonna that's the matchup that works for them. And when you don't have the only the biggest problem with that is who is he throwing to? Like I said, Sammy he's listed as doubtful. Uh one of the receiver one of the receivers today confirmed that yeah, Sammy's not going. It doesn't look like you're gonna have Ladarius Green, so uh, it looks like we might have the book of Eli out there on Sunday. Uh there's really I mean, nobody else that Jesse James but you know the outlaw needs to show up big. But don't so forget I just yeah, he's he he practiced fully. They're getting him back. Um, well, one thing would be important too, besides the offense, special teams. He was people don't realize how big a contribution he makes on special teams, using his speed to get down there uh, on the punts, and uh, so he does a great job there. But just I can't seem to talk about it. This game at home, it's Christmas. Then at home. Uh, has has missed quite a few against Ravens. He's not going to miss this one. It's the it, they're wearing their color race uniforms. If you haven't seen them, they look fantastic. The, the all black, all black pants. Uh, James Harrison put his on today. The black shirt with the big uh, block uh, gold letters or numbers. They look fantastic. Uh, we're not losing to the Ravens. We have a French for Flacco is not elite at all. Um, Score. If I had to give a score, I don't know, I'd feel much better with our defense with Tua in there. But our defense is playing better than they were, and we our defense shut them down the first time we played them. We they scored on one pass and a blocked punt. So I don't know if we'll score a ton with, but uh, you know, 20, twenty-three to thirteen, the, the, the Steelers take it. I'm going to be there. The Steelers are undefeated when I'm there. So Santa Claus is coming to town. What do you guys say, Bo? Um, it's they they're gonna have to be up by six to seven points because if they're up by two or three, you got Justin and Tucker there. Oh, yeah. And them going down. Here's what scares me: the Steelers' defensive line right now. You're gonna start Hargraves, Walton, McCullers because we don't know about Matthews. Matthews probably gonna play. They start McCullers. They're gonna run up the middle and then Johnny Maxey. We had a guy, another guy on a practice field, uh, practice team. His name was Lyons. He's been up. He's played and everything for two years and everything. 
he's so bad that Maxie jumped over him. You like stats. The Steelers, uh, do, do, do. What are they? Their pass rush has 19 sacks in the last five games. That's the most. But the Steelers, 10 out of 14 games they've played, their defense has only given up two touchdowns. So I'm going with 14 points. They give up 14 points. But then you got Tucker kicking field goals like crazy and everything. It's going to come down to they have no one that's going to be able to watch A.B. So I know that we love that rookie, that young kid and everything like this. But, and they ain't going to match up. The other guy on the other side, you might as well forget about him for Baltimore picking him up and everything. It's going to come down to Steelers. Offense beats the Ravens' defense. So I'm going to go. I want to. I want to at least have a touchdown up on them. Uh, they've been telling us they're going to. They're a 30-point team. So let's go 30. Let's say they hit 30 points, and they only Baltimore only gets 21, and everything. You do not give Tucker. If they're two to three points down, and Baltimore has the ball and they're driving and everything, that's what I don't want. So you got to at least stay up six to seven points on them, and that's what I think will be. Matt? I mean, I, I am so uh, – I'm kind of like Steve in this one. I'm so nervous, but I'm so excited for this game. It's like playoffs just showed up a couple weeks early. I mean, this is this is it. And this is just such a different Steelers team than the team that played them in, in week nine. I mean, Sean Davis was a starting back there. Artie Burns um, was, I believe, made his first career start. It – it's just going to be a different, different game. Over the past five games, during this win streak the Steelers are on, they are first in the NFL in sacks, and they are first in the NFL in, you know, least sacks allowed. So they are getting after the quarterback better than anyone in the NFL, and they are protecting their quarterback better than anyone in the NFL. Over this game streak that they have, this five-game streak that they're going on right now, and that is a recipe to beat anyone out there. That is definitely a recipe to beat the Baltimore Ravens. You protect Ben, you get Flacco on his back, you get out of there with a win, and you rest up against the Browns, and you get another home playoff game, maybe against the Dolphins, and you just keep on rolling after that. Like Fred said earlier, if something happens and they don't win this game, then you know you just save yourself the heartbreak a little bit earlier because if you do not win this game at home, you are not beating the Patriots in Foxborough. That's just for sure. Take your earlier draft and forget it. And this is just they, – they just have to win this game. They just have to find a way to do it. I believe they will. I think it's going to be something around – I mean, Tucker's going to get, you know, three or four field goals just because if you get them to the 50-yard line, then you, all you need to do is get 10 more yards and you're in his range. So I'm sure he's going to get you know, around nine points on his own. So I'm saying Steelers win this one 27-16 is my final. Ooh, with that, any last points or go ready to move right along? Yeah, I know we don't have a lot of time. Mark. All I would say is he's not about icing kickers, but I think Boswell, what he should do to get in his head, Boswell should come out carrying a little bottle uh, with him and show it to Tucker just to say, hey, 
Maybe I got some juice. Maybe I don't. This some head game. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think anyone who has looked at Chris Boswell thinks that he's on steroids. Well, just, <laughs> just yeah, just, 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 he did tweet out that he said, geez, if I'm taking steroids, I got the wrong juice." That's what he said. <laughs> yeah, I think they right. do that. Bucket challenge with Justin Tucker. As soon as he comes out, they should throw the ice bucket right on him to ice him. (laughs) (laughs) Taking a whole new meaning to ice him. All right, guys, so moving right along, another game to watch this week. We talked a little bit about it already. Uh, It's going to be Cincinnati taking on Houston. Have it done Saturday. Tom Savage making his first career start, trying to keep their playoffs hopes alive, going against the Bengals. Of course, coming off a bad loss to us. But the Bengals get A.J. Green back, which is huge. The Texans right now are 8-6, fourth seed in the playoffs. And But if they if they lose, I mean, the Ravens are also 8-6. They're seventh seed. Titans are 8-6. They're the eighth seed. And so if the Texans falter and the Titans win, then, I mean, Texans are on the outside looking in after that. This is a big game for them. And, of course, you know, the Bengals are want to get that sour taste out of their mouth for sure. So, who do you got in this game? Are you trusting Tom Savage? Are you rolling with him? Are you rolling with the Texans defense? Or are you picking Cincinnati? Let's start with Fred. Uh, yeah. they all, A.J. Green won't be back, as you said, but, but Eifert's going to be out. Uh, also out for them uh, on offense. Uh, their guards, they talked about moving what work to guard. Perfect's out with a concussion. So, I don't think the Bengals are not that good anyways. They're going through Texas. They got rid of Osweiler. Uh, Macho Man Savage is going to beat the Red Red Rider BB gun. Uh, Yeah, I got the Texans. I think they're a new team with Tom Savage. So, I got the Texans. What about you, Sable? Yeah, I'm going to Texans. Uh, two um, main reason is that is because the coach for uh, the Bungles or the Knuckleheads is Marvin Lewis. <laughs> Find some way. Uh, Savage, I think it came in, made a difference. I think he's going to give them the for them to win a couple games and everything. Uh, I think the team's going to rally around him, so I'm going to have Houston winning. I I'm with you because I'm taking Houston really just for that defense. Jadavian Clowney. If you guys haven't, or if our listeners haven't been watching the Texans, you probably haven't heard that much about Clowney. But, I mean, just check his highlights out. This is a guy who looks every bit like the number one overall pick. I mean, and that's without J.J. Watt in there. Teams are, are scheming against him, and he is just wreaking havoc. And I don't know if you guys have seen the sound effects where he's mic'd up and you know Watt's telling him, you've got to be the guy to take over this game. And he just goes out there. And he does it. So, definitely something to watch. Another game, for sure, is going to be the Denver Broncos taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. As it stands right now, let me pull it up. The Chiefs are the fifth seed in the playoffs. The Broncos are the ninth seed. So, the Broncos need to win out, really, to have a chance of getting into the playoffs. So, big game coming up. Broncos coming off a loss. Chiefs coming off a loss. Both teams trying to stay in there. Who you guys got? Yeah, Kansas City beat them uh, about a month ago on that great overtime game. 
And oh, yeah. uh, now Denver, they're, they're, the thing that I don't think uh, Simeon or whatever, however you say his name is that bad, but he ain't going to carry the team. Their offensive line isn't playing good. They can't run the ball. You can run the ball against them this year on defense. Uh, Kansas City, I don't see them losing a second straight game at home. They were surprised by the Titans. I don't see them losing another one. I think, uh, and you've heard after last week's game, there was some kind of infighting between the offense and uh, the defense. I think it was Khalib or Chris Harris saying something, well, we held the Patriots at 16 points. How do you do that and lose? Kind of getting on the offense. They're kind of getting a little uh, pointing fingers over there. I think uh, I think Denver is done this year. I think the, I think the uh, Chiefs win this one. What about you, Sable? Yeah, the Broncos are at the last two games have scored 13 points. That's six and a half points. I'm pretty good in math in that way. Um, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Good pass rush. Um, they're at home. Always give that and everything. And that little jitterbug hill, he'll have a couple um, big returns, either a um, punt kickoff return or do some reverse or make some catch and everything. So I want – Chiefs to lose. I want the Broncos to win, but I don't think it's going to be closer than we think. But I'm, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. All right, I, I'm with you guys. I'm taking the Chiefs. Big reason is Tyreek Hill. I mean, this guy is verging on superstar level, right? He's scoring every week, whether it's running, catching, or returning. This guy is. I mean, he is just dynamic, and he is so much fun to watch. It, I mean, I don't think it's going to be as close as a lot of people think. It's going to be. A, I don't think it's going to be as close as it was last game. So I'm with you guys, taking the Chiefs to win this one. Running down on time. Let's see, Sabo, I'll let you pick it. We got Detroit versus Dallas. We got Miami versus Buffalo. We got Indy versus Oakland. Which one do you want to do, Bud? Uh, let's do the one that's going to affect us the most. Let's do the Colts. At Oakland, here's another one. Uh, geez, we want Oak. Oakland's got to lose two games. That's right. For us to get the number two seed and everything. So I'd like the Colts to win, but I know the Colts have luck and everything, but they're going to have to. Really, Oakland has, has been having a lot of trouble down the middle of the field. They've been Remember, really this is a team up. that just barely beat the Chargers last week. Yeah. I'm going to – I'd like to go with Colts, but, man, uh, let's go with the Colts on this just because I want Oakland to lose. <laughs> it's at Oakland. But luck luck gives them a chance. they got a fighter's chance in this and everything. So, no doubt. I'm going to go with the Colts. All right, go ahead, friend. Uh, yeah, I – I'd like to see Oakland lose, uh, too. I, I mean, I don't think they're going to lose the last two. They played Denver last week of the season in Denver, so that could be tough. Uh, the Colts, if you remember, our, our Lovian Bell ran all over them. That was one of the games that Knicks had his most coming back and played the most, and we ran the ball against them. The, the Oakland offensive line is mammoth, and they pounded the crap out of the Broncos when they played them. I just see them pounding the heck out of the Colts defense, especially with Carr not being totally right with his 
with his pinky. I guess he can't take snaps under the center, and Del Rio said that's an issue. They're working around it. So, uh, but I think so. They'll just they'll just ground and pound, which will keep the Colts in it because uh, they might not score as much and give Luck a chance. But the thing that Oakland has, you're right, up the middle of their defense can be guessed, but they have Khalil Mack, and in the fourth quarter when it's close, he closes it out. He's done yeah. that several times. So, and you know the Colts' offensive line is just that mm-hmm. offensive. So I, I, I'll go with Oakland. I'll go with Oakland this one. You swayed me. Uh, I'm gonna, <laughs> um, I guess I'll get a little wolf here. I'm, I'm gonna take the Colts partially because the Raiders have just clinched their playoff berth. I know they're fighting for that two seed, but uh, this is a team that hasn't made the playoffs in a while. That they could, you know, drop one coming off that. And if you can protect Andrew Luck, you've got a really good chance at winning the game. He's playing well when he has time back there. Will he have time? I hope so. I mean, if the Raiders drop two and the Steelers win out, and I believe the Chiefs lose one, then the Steelers will take the number two seed. But even if not, I mean, if you're the Steelers fan and that doesn't happen, you are hoping that you get the three seed, Miami gets the six seed, you play Miami, then you go in and you play the Raiders because this is a team that's not – I mean – they're kind of struggling at the end of the season. They're not playing as well as they were the first half, although we're all kind of saying their luck is going to catch up to them soon. So I'm taking the Colts in this one. But with that, we're going to go ahead and close out the show. Wait a second. You swayed me. I'm with the Colts now. <laughs> That's right. Now we've got two on this side. Take take that, Fred. All right, guys. So, Fred, you're going to go ahead and drive up it tomorrow. Mm-hmm and catch the Steelers versus the Ravens. So drive safe, bud. And before we get kicked off of here, any quick last thoughts before I let go, guys? All I got to say is, uh, oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life for the long arm of the law. <laughs> That's it. That's what I'm ready for. This is going to be This is going to be like um, the Cold War. Steelers versus the uh, the Ravens. It's Napoleon Solo, the man from Uncle. He's the USA. It's America. This is the Cold War. Cold War, and the Russians are the Ravens. We're going for the <laughs> atomic bomb. This is 1960. The Americans are going to win. The Steelers are going to win. And do you know what today is? The anniversary. The big Steeler anniversary. Nope. Yeah, I saw it. Quickly, man. I saw quickly. it earlier. The what is immaculate it? reception. Also, there's right, another. Yeah, no, I gotta cut you off, bud. I gotta cut Chuck you off. No, Chuck yeah, no we're running out of time. Chuck Everyone no have a very, very merry Christmas. Here we go, Steers, and we will talk to you all next week. Enjoy your holidays, guys. Okay. Merry Christmas, ho-ho-ho. guys. <laughs> Hello, you are listening to Simone de Rochefort, one of the hosts of the Polygon Show. It's a show all about the video games that you'll never have time to play. Brought to you by four friends who are just as passionate about food, soft drinks, and TV shows as we are about video games. Every Friday, we bring you a new hour of personal stories. Like how we found the best way to play Yakuza 0. Or even what happens when you play so much Zelda that you hurt your hands and can't play games anymore. Above all, we just have a really good time talking about the games that we love. 
check out the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher. You can also find us at Polygon Show on Twitter and send a tweet to say hi. Thanks for listening.